Hello, and welcome to Soften the Podcast, where Black women can let their guards down. I'm your host, Amy Kay, and you're listening to Season 1, Episode 2, Softening Ourselves. Hey, I'm LaTanya. Hi, I'm Kamisha. And this is the Jada. In this episode, we're talking about what it means to soften ourselves. The people and places we feel the most vulnerable and the experiences that have prevented us from letting our guards down. Okay, so for my first question, I want to ask you all, um, what are some of the ways you find yourselves embodying softness or practicing being soft in your day-to-day lives? Something that I do in my daily life is soften people and their actions. So, because again, I come from a place of aggression and negativity. So I feel like if somebody is, so like sometimes me and my boyfriend, we be in a car and we talk about like, I'll be right, he go left. And I'd be like, is he stupid? You know what I'm saying? Instead of thinking like, he made a mistake or yesterday he dropped my bag and it had castor oil in it and he broke it. And my first thought was, how can you drop a bag? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I I can't be, I need to tone it down and not think like people are doing things to harm me or like mm-hmm. they have good intention. Yeah. Like compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's a way that I soften myself and I try to soften people in my head. I think um, being a therapist is forces kind of forces me to do that because I have to just in a sense be compassionate for someone else. Um, so I kind of like that bleed into other areas. So again, with my husband, like, why, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> like what? Then my brain's like, he doesn't think the same way. Like his, I have to think about his background and maybe what he learned, you know, at home. Yeah. It's like, okay, you yeah. got it. I have to fold the child this way. I don't have to, you do it. <laughs> I can fold it my way. My corners don't have to touch me. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> So under so that compassion, um, understanding other people yeah. and their differences, like we're all not going to act the same yeah. um, or do the same. So like being more open, being more softer to that. That's very true. So I I uh, like what Latanya said is like is being you know a therapist is you have to be really intentional about what you're going to say and to say it in such a way where someone can receive it. And not to like totally change who you are, but you do you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, like softening is also like being careful about what we do, but still being able to be our full self at the same time. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And I would say for me, like being softer or more gentle was always my personality or like my who I was but all I always felt like defensive about it or like something was wrong with it and like people were always saying like how people would take advantage of me or like how you can't just be nice to everybody or you're too nice or like 
just like always criticizing or basically like making it seem like it was a negative thing about me. And so for me, like softening has been like accepting like that part of myself as like being soft, but also being able to like guard yourself mm-hmm. or like so being able to set boundaries while being gentle. I like how you mentioned that people say it in a negative way, like you shouldn't be soft. And I was on Twitter earlier today and um, the tweet was, I don't, it was something about Debo dying. Um, and like people on Twitter was just like, it was a roast. It was ridiculous, right? Because Twitter is a harsh place. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, this is the nicest tweet I've ever seen. Because this, like when you get on Twitter, the standard to be nice, like it's just, it's set hot. Like you get on Twitter to intentionally be mean to somebody mm-hmm. or something. And so for somebody to say, this is the nicest tweet I saw, I'm like, well, this isn't just on Twitter. It's like in society, like people say, like, go to Canada. The people are so nice there. And it's like, why is being nice standing out? Yeah, for sure. I um I moved to Chicago from Texas and I will say that so many people up here up north, they're like, You're so nice. Mm-hmm. You're so nice. I'm like, nope, I'm just from the south. I'm wondering is versus south versus north. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it has something to do with just proving your environment. Because if we gotta feel like when I say we black people North with more white people, I do need to be more like, right? Like, we can't be soft in this moment because I need to show you that I have a presence and um, I'm mm-hmm. here. Um, so I'm wondering if that's the difference because I can, I know people from Chicago, they say that we are mean <laughs> in Chicago. Like, why y'all mean of each other? Why are you talk downtown like that? <laughs> um, I'll say someone who's from Maryland, which is in the middle of the North and the mm-hmm. South. Um, there is, I feel like a warmness that comes with being soft and people from the DC area, we still have like kind of that, a little bit of that hustle of like Philly, of like New York, Mm -hmm. but we also have the draw. If you listen to people from DC Mm -hmm. who are from, there's a still the Southern draw. So there's almost like a mix of both where it's like people have their guard up and then there's also like spaces where it's okay to let your guard down, you know? Um, So it's just very interesting, you know, where you're from and what's Mm -hmm. acceptable as far as like being honest and being vulnerable and kind of the conditions of where you live. So like Chicago is an environment, not all of Chicago, but where you have to, you know, be more aware, be more Mm -hmm. vigilant, but, you know, somewhere like, you know, Savannah, Georgia, you know, what you worried about? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty right. People different. I don't know about you all, but when I go to, um, like I went to Atlanta when I was younger, or like just these different places, like you feel different. Like, in, oh, like when I went to Jamaica, I felt different. Mm-hmm. But what if because I was the minority mm-hmm. in that, and not minority, I was the majority in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. There was no like watching over my shoulders, like okay, hey girl, like yeah. <laughs> it felt more comfortable, so I didn't have to be yeah. on guard. But as soon as I got back here, it was more like yeah. And I also say where where you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and I feel like softening is where you can feel comfortable to be soft. Right? Yes, like yeah. even when we're talking about different locations, mm-hmm. like the north, the south, vacation places, like. There's still something that 
is about comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easier to be yourself and to be vulnerable and to be honest when you feel comfortable and you feel like you're not going to be harmed or that, you, you know, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to like hide any, mm-hmm. any parts of yourself. Let me go down. Hey loves, this is Kamisha and I'm here to share this week's Community Spotlight where we feature a business or organization that is making a positive impact in the lives of people in our community here in Chicago. Do you want to express yourself and heal at the same time? Fontanelli Art provides just that. They fuse art, dance, and movement therapy for you to heal from the inside out. Fontanelli Art provides individual coaching, speaking in a curriculum that focuses on aligning your inner self. You can experience all that Fontanelli Art has to offer by visiting www.fontanelliart.com or follow them on Instagram at Fontanelli Art. It seems like we can all agree that the spaces that we're in really play a big role in whether or not we're able to soften ourselves and really be vulnerable. So I'm curious to know, as Black women specifically, what are some spaces that you feel really soft in, or what are some spaces that you feel like may have prevented you from being able to be soft? I need to get my mind right, because I have anxiety, so it's just like, okay, let me prepare. Mm -hmm. So if I prepare my mind through meditation, I can be soft in any space. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's just me showing up authentically. Okay. I love that. I think being authentic as a black woman is real hard to do. It is. And like with that struggle, you lose yourself or it's like in the process of finding yourself. Cause like, I feel like it starts at a young age. Your parents tell you, you got to speak like this or act like this in certain environments. And so now it's confusing you. Um, <laughs> but it's like, like, like yeah. having to mm-hmm. like, actually like be intentional about like healing from something that you had nothing to do with, you know, mm-hmm. and like all these ideologies about yourself that you don't want. And now I have to learn how to fix that or heal from it. So like you said, I don't feel anxious in society, mm-hmm. but something that helps me be soft um, that I've noticed lately is like being around black women. Mm-hmm. So like, I like have this urge to be around like sisterly like figures mm-hmm. or like motherly type figures or like a the auntie type figure. So like I I like radiate towards black women and it's so healing for me. Like the phrases they say, the the you know, gestures, they everything about it, the laughter, mm-hmm. all of it I think is like medicine for me. It makes me feel seen and like yeah. I think that's a new feeling for me. I, I haven't always felt good around black women. Okay. So yeah. in the last, I would honestly say in the last two years, I've been in the, in the space that you're describing, like, okay, we all of this. So like, I seek it out. But at first I used to, if I see too many black women in the space, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel black enough. I don't feel, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. So yeah. it didn't feel good in the space. Um so yeah, but now coming to exactly what you just described. Like a tool of the oppressor is that we don't organize or that we don't come together. Definitely. And so even if they're not doing that explicitly telling us like, don't be friends, they definitely put all these obstacles in our lives so that we're struggling so hard to the fact that we do see each other as threats. And uh-huh. I would say that yeah. it is something that 
I had to work and to come mm-hmm. into is this feeling of like, black people are for me. These women in here are going to heal me and I can heal them too. Because for a long time, I did feel like, no, I got to stay away from her because, you know, I'm taking care yeah. of me. me. Like, I got to make sure I'm okay. But I would say that I lost a lot of friends in that process. Too. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I think about as far as college experience is I went to Spelman, which is an all black women's mm-hmm. college. And we we are told the minute that we get in there that this is your you all are sisters. Like even if you don't like her, even if she take your man, even <laughs> you know you all have different views. Like this is still these are women are still your sisters, and so I feel like going into that experience and then in real life it helped me to see like regardless of if you know, um, if there is a black woman in the space, same space as me, or we interact with one another, like she's still your sister. Mm-hmm. And like, whether you, um, whether you all are all on the same page is not. And I think one of the strengths of black women is kinship and friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to actually be like, okay, like, you know, even with the black community, just like in general, like we call each other brother, sister, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things help us to feel like we're in a family. But mm-hmm. also families have issues. Families yeah. can be, you know, dysfunctional. So it's it's a <laughs> it's a very uh interesting, interesting dynamic. But I think about that as far as like interacting with other black women and feeling comfortable to be mm-hmm. yourself. It's like, okay, she's still your sister in some way. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it I mean not to be like the native man to hear um, but is it okay to always look at black people as your sister? Because I have been in situations where I don't feel sisterly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I dog sit for a side job and the girl, I came to her house to meet her dog and she's, I'm talking and she's like, what are you saying to me? It was, it was like, I was talking wrong and it was just like, it and so I'm thinking, okay, we're obviously different here. She she black, and I'm thinking, like, what's up? <laughs> I don't know the best way to describe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she looked like she knows she's a black woman. Like, if I was to go on her hair care, you know, she would have black people. But it was like, she doesn't agree with the way that I speak, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of a lot of circumstances that you can grow up in that would make you like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and and teach you to hate yourself. And I I mean, I I grew up in an all white city, like Mm -hmm. all white town in McKinney, Texas. When I lived in McKinney, Texas, it was rated like the number one place to live in America because it was the safest. It had the best community. Like it was just white. And I, I never wore my hair natural in high school, not a single day. And I would not. I wouldn't have even thought about doing yeah. it one time. And like, there were just so many things that like, if you said that to me, I would probably be like, yeah, she's making us black. <laughs> this is exactly, but see, like I had to learn. So I, I, I feel bad for it. Cause you know, black girls, we got the juice mm-hmm. and it sucks to miss out on it for so long. But yeah. So coming from living in a white community, how did you, growing your blackness I would definitely say it was a lot of struggling and like a lot of nights like I use my hair as an example like up crying with my hair like 
What what do I do to yeah. love? How do I learn to love you? And I think that that's just one facet of like every part of my life that mm-hmm. I'm like, I have been raised to think like beautiful is this and like mm-hmm. I'm none of those things. Okay. So like, how do you fit yeah. yourself back into like feeling beautiful and feeling smart and feeling mm-hmm. important and like all of these things, but. Probably like reading and honestly like being around black women, like yeah. other black women and seeing like she she feels so beautiful. It's so interesting how everybody has to go through like their own phase of softening and it looks mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Like we have like I'm growing to the point where I'm realizing like people really got different struggles out here. Like people like black women are trying to be black women. Like but I feel sometimes they can't overcompensate though. Um, yeah, but just knowing that people got these struggles, um, of like not like being in an environment that doesn't say that you're, you're black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just like not having that issue. Cause you, I'm in a black community. I mean, yes, like black people call other black people ugly, but it's like something that you're so used to. It's like, mm-hmm. boy, shut up. You know, girl, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at, at, at this point, it's a compliment. Like, oh, thanks for paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. And it's hard. It's like, like, and we're just talking about what goes on internally. Mm-hmm. And, and what you just brought up is, ex- like, all, like, this is everything that's going on on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. We're trying to motivate ourselves, remind ourselves that we're beautiful no matter what our texture of our hair is, the skin tone, the darkness, or whatever it is. So you're trying to do that every morning, getting your life together, and then you walk the hell outside, yeah. <laughs> and you and get so, all of these yeah, messages. Yeah. It's just like so. Then next day, it's like, well, you don't feel beautiful every day, do you? Didn't you didn't see that post, or you? Didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, bro, what you doing? Because, <laughs> yes, it's hard. It, really it is. is. It is. I, I uh, think about performance and how like. Black women, we have to constantly perform in all these places. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to really know who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be people who come, you know, um, to therapy at Sasafi and they're like, I don't even know who I am. You know, I don't, who, I don't, I don't even know my identity. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they might have the physical representation mm-hmm. of like, oh, like I'm black and I'm a woman and I have all of these different intersecting physical identities, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to like who you are, because we have to perform so much mm-hmm. in all these different spaces. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, do like white women wake up and think about those things like the way that we do? Do they, and there, I'm sure there might be some, right? But the way that we have to think about like the way we wear our hair, the way we speak, mm-hmm. you know, the way we dress, like the neighborhood that we go in, the different settings, it's like a constant performance. And I think that can get in the way of us being honest and being mm-hmm. vulnerable and being soft is Definitely. because yeah. we have to constantly perform. And one, one way that I think about that is like a lot of women that I talk to, um, I'll ask them what, what they want to do in life. Like if maybe money wasn't a thing, you could do anything. What are you passionate about or what do you like to do? And so many of them don't have any idea. And I, I just, based on what you're saying, makes me think about just how much softening we have to do to even come to 
yeah, a place to know, like, this is what I like. And then also to be able to say it. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us want to do things that maybe we we think is like, you know, I want to be famous or I, w- I want to, you know, have mm-hmm. a magazine. But we think like it's people so are going to just, yeah, like people won't believe in my idea. So I need to say like, well, I want to study marketing. It's like, do you really? Yeah. We definitely limit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those choices. It's reminded me of what I just <laughs> what I read this morning during my meditation. It was something for easy to today, yesterday, but it was saying like how kind of what we're talking about. Like we base our decisions and or and or our choices off of our past mm. or just the things around us. Yeah. So like imagine in a perfect world if that existed. Like yeah. what? Like if it wasn't. All of these messages towards black women, if none of those existed, what would you choose to do? Every day we wake up, we have the opportunity to walk in healing and wholeness. A New Day Mental Wellness Center is a Chicago-based mental health and social justice-focused private practice that was established with the purpose of offering individuals couples, family, and group therapy to teens, adults, and older adults. A New Day Mental Wellness Center offers counseling, business consulting services, and holistic wellness care plans. To nourish your mental wellness, you can get connected to their services at www.anewdaymwc.org or give them a call to set up an appointment at 312-702-0121. Thanks so much for listening to Soften the Podcast. On this episode, we talked about what it means for each of us to soften in our daily lives. And we also discussed the reality of doing so as Black women. Sometimes the world doesn't provide spaces for us to feel vulnerable in, but that's why we created Soften the Podcast, this space where Black women can truly let their guards down. We hope you'll come back and listen again next week. To stay up to date, you can follow along at www.sisterafia.com forward slash podcast. That's www.sistaafya.com forward slash podcast. Or follow us on Instagram at sisterafia. See ya.